welcome to the What's Your Niche or Niche podcast. I am Jessica Rodriguez, and I am a podcast manager, producer, editor, launch specialist, and pretty much anything that has to do with podcasts, I do it. In this podcast, you will learn directly from the experts on how they decided on their niche. They are going to take you through their journey, provide some great advice on how to discover your true calling, and they will provide you with some actionable steps to follow when selecting your specialty. Are you ready to find your niche? Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the What's Your Niche podcast. My name is Jessica Rodriguez, and I am your host. I am very happy to have Elise Colson here with me today. Elise is a business coach for freelancing moms who want to create consistent income in their businesses. She started her business as a VA four years ago and has since transitioned into coaching others. It was all of her pitfalls and her perseverance that led her to help so many freelancing women create businesses that don't suck the soul out of them and make them feel like they have to sacrifice their family for their businesses. When she's not helping amazing women, she's hanging out with her three kiddos and hubby in Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the show, Elise. I am so excited to be able to interview you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. So Elise was one of the first people I met in the online world. We met through the Free Mama program, but we also continue to meet through the Social Joy Collective where uh, you also coached because at that time, Mia had maternity leave, I think. And so you, I, I got to see firsthand all your coaching and you always gave such great advice and, you know, helped me kind of come up with strategies on how to get visible and, you know, different things for, for my business. So, yeah. So anyway, I just want to say thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> but before we get started, I have a question for you. The name of my podcast is what's your niche. So do you say niche or niche? Oh my gosh. I vacillate <laughs> between the two of them. It really depends on the conversation I'm having. I think the I think my like default is niche, which is so like for the Americans to just totally butcher the the heck out of that word. It's so beautiful. Niche. I know. I think niche is so niche. pretty, isn't it? Hey, but the, what do they say? The, the something's in the niches. So what is it? The, the riches in the niches. The riches in the niches. So see, we say it right. There you go. <laughs> I mean, come on. Hey, no, but actually I did look it up in the dictionary, which I've told other people. It wasn't in our dictionary in the United States until 2003, mm. the pronunciation of niche. So it was niche before that. I know. So I was like, mm. so depending on when you went to college or went to you know high school, depending on where you first heard it, you know, if you were born after the 2000s, we'll probably say niche. I mean, it is cuter. I do go back and forth now too, though. <laughs> I mean, it totally, I think it also depends on like, what the person I'm talking to says, like, so yes, they and say you niche, just then I usually, yeah, yeah, totally. Too, me too. But I seem to go back and forth even within the same conversation. But so I want to start by you telling me what exactly you do and how you got started in the online world and was being a coach, something you always wanted to do. You seem like a totally natural coach. Just, I mean, just to put it out there because you've always seemed coachish to me with, since you. I met you. But yeah, so tell me how you got started in the online world. We'll start with that one first and then we'll go into the so, <laughs> so before I started my business, which like was not on my radar at all, like starting a business had not even occurred to me before I actually did the thing. 
Really? Yeah, I was in education. I was a teacher for six years and then I was an instructional coach for teachers to help them become better teachers. And so coaching very much is like a very natural and like teaching other people and breaking things down for people so that they can look at it in different viewpoints is very natural to me. That is that is the thing that like I am called to do. That is that is my thing for sure. And so I started my business as a virtual assistant in the free moment community. I started, I took Lauren's course in, I started in May of 2018. And then I was doing general VA work and then even social media management work. But I always kind of knew that that was not the end game for my business. It was like, I knew that going back to coaching would be something that I would probably navigate toward, but it didn't really make sense for me to like hop into this online world and like start coaching from the beginning. Like I didn't know what I was doing. So how the heck was I supposed to coach anybody else to do it? Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and it is different. It's a totally it's different totally thing. Totally different. It? Yes. Totally different. But I mean, for so many people, I feel like a lot of the stories that you hear when you hear people talk about starting their businesses and whatever is like, it wasn't super difficult for them. And starting my business was really hard. It was really hard for me. It took me six months to even land my first paying client. And they were only paying me $150 a month. I was over the moon for it because somebody was finally paying me. Yeah. For free Um, to nothing. I mean, for free to 150. Totally. And I wasn't like, I was only doing like five hours of work per month for her. So it's not like I was like being undervalued. I just wasn't making a ton of money right from the beginning. And then I even still struggled for like the next six months to even start to get momentum in my business. And once I did start to get momentum, because I wasn't giving up on this thing, this was the thing that I wanted to keep doing. I ended up losing two thirds of my clients about 18 months into my business, which was like devastating. And I was still working my nine to five. So like income wise, it was fine. It didn't totally impact us, but like, I was still trying to like get to the point where I could even quit my nine to five job. And one of my biggest problems was that I had nine clients at the time. I was barely making like $3,000 a month and I was doing all different sorts of things which made it really hard for me to talk to people about what I was going to be doing, what I was doing in my business, how I could help them because I didn't really know. And it was kind of like, well, what kind of work do you want me to do? I could probably do that. Like I'm a problem solver. That's fine. You probably remember me. That was how I was. when I And like, And the thing I remember about you, Jessica, is like, you actually did that fairly successfully. I felt like a hot mess when I was doing that. I was like all over the place. It sounded successfully, but you know, (laughs) I was like all over the place. (laughs) It just like, it just doesn't feel good. You feel like you're floundering because it's like, cool. I mean, people would ask me like what I did and I didn't really know how to answer their question because I didn't feel super confident in the things that I was doing for the people that I was doing and like, didn't really know what parts of it I loved. And so as much as it was like an ego bruise for me to lose two thirds of my clients, it was, it was actually kind of a blessing because it made me sit back and go, okay, 
what do you actually want to do? What are the things that you've been doing for your clients do you actually want to continue doing? And what kind of people do you actually want to serve? And it was the catalyst for me to finally really niche down and own my genius and own my expertise as a content manager. And I really, I realized that doing content repurposing was like the thing that I loved to do. And I was really good at it. Like I could hone on in somebody's voice and capture their stuff and create content from all the things they'd already created and they weren't reusing anymore. And so like, it was this like huge light bulb moment for me. And actually once I did that, then in the matter of six months, I was able to make up for all of the clients revenue that I had lost. But now I was working with clients that I actually enjoyed working with. And I was doing work that I knew I was really good at. And that was a fundamental shift that I needed to make in my business. And once I did that, then that also opened up the gates for like, cool, how can I help other people as well? So Elise, are you still doing the content repurposing for clients? Are you purely coaching now? I am, I am purely coaching. I have a mini course that I created because I knew like my last content repurposing clients, we finished up our work about, we finished up at the end of last year. And so I knew that I have this whole framework around content repurposing that really allows people to do that and be an expert in it and provide a lot of value to their clients, like not just have it be a service that they provide, but like the thing that they do. And so I created a mini course so I could teach people how to do that because it's it's so good. Like if you're going to create content, you might as well repurpose it as well. So that was one of the things that I did at the end of last year, almost as like my release of this really awesome skill set that I was able to grow my business with. Oh yeah. That sounds actually like a really good course. And if you don't mind in the show notes, I'm going to link to it because that's something I know, you know, even if somebody doesn't want to do that as their business, that's something that can help them and help their clients. So yay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's really great. Okay. So I know you've talked about business without burnout. So what do you mean by that? And how can we enjoy our businesses without pushing ourselves to the point of burning out? great question. So I was actually chatting with somebody else a little bit earlier today. And instead of using the word balance, she used the word integration. So talking about life and business integration. So how can you integrate them into the schedule that you already have? And that's one of the big things I think for a lot of us and a lot of us moms in particular, like we want to start our businesses because we want to spend more time with our kids and more time with our family and have just like more time freedom in general, no matter how old they are. Like, I know your kids are older, but like, you still want the time freedom that comes with it. And so one of the big pieces about that is making sure that you do set aside intentional time for your business. And so like, if you want to be working 20 hours a week, you have to have 20 intentional hours that you're setting aside, not just kind of hoping and wishing that those 20 hours reveal themselves to you as you're working through your week. And so a lot of like building your business without avoiding burnout is making sure that you have that intentionality to set aside and dedicate to the business that you're building. One of the other big pieces is making sure that you niche down. Like it is so important. It allows you to create content that speaks to the people that you're talking to. It allows you to 
simplify the way that you work with people because you're not having to like jump from task to task with all of these different ideas swimming around in your brain, keeping track of one client versus another, the tasks that you're doing for each of them. Those are two of the big ones. And then continuing to network, even when you're completely booked out, because you're not as a freelancer, like at some point, those clients may not necessarily be there anymore. And you want to keep your pipeline full so that if you know that you have a client who's going to be ending their contract at the end of the month, you're not starting back at square one to try and start all these new conversations again. You have all of these people who you've warmed up because you've been continuing to network and build relationships. Yes, I think that is such great advice. And I know when I, you know, as I've gotten more clients, now I'm thinking like that too, because, you know, if I had a few that have dropped off or they decided, you know, I'm going to take a leave from doing this. And so you kind of are starting at square, you know, square one again, if you weren't doing that. So that's what I, I am intentionally doing that now, you know, just to, you know, keep warm, whatever, warm conversations with people yeah. so that when they do need somebody, yeah, I'd love to do it. And so, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. So what do you consider the top three elements every successful business owner needs to have in order to create a sustainable business? Good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the big things is the ability to build relationships. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing, no matter what kind of business owner you are, you have to have the ability and know how to build relationships with other people because that's where business comes from. It comes from knowing and liking somebody and trusting that the thing that they are offering you is actually going to solve the problem that you have. So that's a big thing about building a sustainable business. What you have to do is you have to have the ability and know how to build relationships with people. Which is a big thing, actually. It's huge. It sounds like when people say it, it sounds simple, but it's not a simple thing to do. It really isn't. No. I think we overcomplicate it. Yeah, I think so. It's not, <laughs> and it's, it's hard because we're not in person too. It, the totally. online is a little different, you know, compared to being in person, you're meeting somebody totally. at a location and you just happen to be there because your kids are doing the same thing. You know, it's easier to yeah. build a relationship because you're in person, you know, seeing totally. each other all the time. Totally. And, and like some of the pushback that I've gotten is like, well, it feels very formulaic. It feels like I'm not being a genuine person. It's like, just because you're in, you're planning out intentional time to connect with somebody because they might be a potential client does not mean that you're not building genuine connection with somebody. So, I mean, it's huge. Like if you don't build relationships, if you don't talk to people, like you're not going to have a business, you've got to talk to people. And the easiest way to talk to people is to like, talk to them like a human being and be a real person. So why do it the hard way? Mm -hmm. One of the other things that is important with building a sustainable business is making sure that you dedicate and you are intentional with the time you spend on your business. You cannot just be doing client work. You also have to be refining and working on your business. I have seen so many people's businesses, like they end their businesses because they just it's gotten out of control. It's almost as if it's this thing that they no longer have control over and it feels like a wild beast. And so they end up putting it to sleep because they just can't keep running it the way that they've been running it. And then the other big thing is making sure that you're being 
really honest with yourself about the season that you're in, what's currently on your plate. Like if you are in a hard season and you don't have a whole bunch of extra time to dedicate to building your business, then you're not in a business growth phase and that's okay. It's a marathon. This business thing is a marathon. We are not running a sprint. You get no prizes for getting to a hundred K any faster than anybody else other than like the actual money aspect. But like more often than not, people are using those as like goalposts and even really matter all that much. It's more about the impact and building relationships and getting to know people and knowing that you're making a difference. That's such great advice and just great overall and just insight because, you know, when you're, when you were just speaking right now, all the things you're saying, I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, I mean, just like the other day, I mean, my, my son had emergency surgery, you know? And so all the things I had planned and, and I'm like, you know what? It's okay. If I push it out, you know, a week and, you know, as I'm doing, you know, I, I just can't do that right now. I'm going to have to push out like, you know, this launch, I'm going to have to push it out to the end of the month because, you know, things happen. And is it a dire thing to, no, it wasn't, you know, I had to, of course, get client work done. But, you know, there's certain things that you could push out and not, it's like you're saying, it's not a race. Yeah. You know, it's a marathon. Right. It's a long, it's a long race, not a, not a sprint. <laughs> totally. Well, and I don't even know that it's really a race. Like, I mean, it gets really hard, right? Like when you see other people who are technically at the same like number of years in their business and they're more further along than you are, they're, they're quote unquote more successful. But at the end of the day, the question that you really have to ask yourself is like, do you enjoy the life that you are currently building? And if the answer is no, that's your biggest indicator. It's not how much money you're making. It's not, you know, any of the other questions. It's really like, are you happy? Are you enjoying the thing that you're doing? Because quite honestly, if I'm not going to enjoy it, then I might as well go get a nine to five job that I don't have to worry about all the other aspects of it. Yes. And that's yes. just a paycheck. Like, it's just not worth it to try and stress yourself out over unnecessary things. Yes. Yes. So what tips would you give to someone that wants to become a business coach? Should they have coaching experience? You know, should somebody that's just coming into the online world do that? or you know, what are your viewpoints on that? Coaching is, is one of those like triggers these days. Cause so many people are calling themselves a coach and I don't necessarily know that they have the, the wherewithal to be a good coach. I think that's the, the real question is like being a coach is not about you being a coach is about the ability to show somebody and walk them through the path that they need to take to get from where they're at to the destination that they want to go. I do think it's a lot easier to walk somebody through that path if you've taken it yourself, but you don't necessarily have to if you have the knowledge of the path that has been taken. If you want to become a business coach, I think the biggest thing to ask yourself is why? Like, why is this the course of action that you want to take? And if your real reason is that like, you want to be working less then being a coach is not going to be the answer to your problem. Being an entrepreneur. (laughs) Being an entrepreneur is not the answer to your problem. At least not the beginning. No. And I mean, I, I would say probably not ever because most of the entrepreneurs I know, like 
once they get to that like steady sustainable business they usually end up starting another business because they're yes. just like <laughs> we just can't sit still <laughs> can't do it so I think I think that's the biggest thing if you want to become a business coach really asking yourself the why question and if you've never done any sort of coaching at least looking into some different like books and resources as to what it really means to be a coach because there are different aspects of the like mentorship continuum and you do have to have the wherewithal to know kind of what role you need to play with each of your different clients but I think anybody if they really want to be can totally be a coach you just really have to understand why you want to be in that position and if you feel like you have the ability to sit with somebody in their uncomfortable spaces and not just like tell them what to do because more often than not even if you do tell them what to do they're still probably not going to do it that's not the problem <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> okay so if you could give everyone one marketing tip to help them grow their business what would it be just one yeah <laughs> just a one marketing tip I think the biggest thing that I would recommend to you, everyone, it would be to make sure that you really understand the transformation that you provide for somebody and knowing how that impacts their life and their business. So making sure that you understand that fully, probably more in depth than they even understand it, because that's going to make it so much easier for you to communicate to them how it is that you're going to solve their problem. Thank you, Elise. Gosh, I, I mean, this has just been a podcast full of great tips and great ideas. And just, it, it just really kind of woke me up again. You know, some of the, the things that you said and just things that I hadn't thought of. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so thank you so much. You're but welcome. before we, we go, please tell our listeners how they can connect with you you know, through your Facebook group and your course and different things that, that you have, you know, that to offer to our audience. <laughs> so my big thing is helping freelancing moms create consistent 5k months while only working 20 hours a week. So I have this Facebook group called the consistent 5k freelancer collective. So come join us in there, come hang out with us in there. It's super duper fun. And then you can also find me over on Instagram, my handle is Elise underscore Colson underscore, which Jessica will, will link to in the bio. Don't worry about it. You don't have to try yes. and sell my first name. <laughs> be rather difficult. And then if you are interested at all in working with me or even want more information about like what that might look like, you can visit my website at the sustainable business collective.com. And I have a free training there for you on how to become fully booked out in your business and just other resources. So check it out. And does that website also have the link to your course and sure that does. mini course yep. that you were mentioning? Yep. Okay. It has access to all of the ways to work with me free to paid. Okay. Well, thank all you right. so much, Elise. You're this so has welcome. been a lot of fun and I've really enjoyed talking to you because it's been a while that I've yeah. you know, been able to connect. We've been both just busy and, yeah. you know, growing yeah, businesses. So for sure, but thank you so much for coming on and letting me interview you. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a review below and send me a DM on Instagram to let me know if you're ready to start a podcast, or if you think podcast management or editing is something you would like to niche down and do. 
make sure to schedule a free consultation with me. The link is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you next time.